Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God from today's epistle for the sixth Sunday after Epiphany found in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Now if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. This is God's word. St. Paul lays out one of the fears that every responsible preacher ought to consider. One fear he ought to consider that's not mentioned by Paul is that he might be in error. It's no good to have a preacher who preaches what is false and untrue. But St. Paul talks about preaching that is in vain. It's useless, ineffective, a waste of everyone's time. God grant that we would never have such preaching. Because if that preaching is vain, if it's useless, if it's good for nothing, then Paul says, so also is faith. The faith of the people is vain, useless, good for nothing, if that's what the preaching is. And you know what would make the preaching and the faith of the people useless? If there were no resurrection of the dead. If, Paul tells us, there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ himself has not been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless and our faith is useless. In other words... Dear children of the Heavenly Father, it is of utmost importance to you and me that Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. And that because Jesus is risen from the dead, there is a resurrection of all the dead. That, of course, includes you and me. God, keep us from having useless preaching and useless faith. And how will he do that? By keeping our eyes focused on the Lord Jesus Christ, who, thanks be to God, is risen from the dead. What a gift our lectionary gives us today by giving us an Easter reading here in the middle of February. I don't know if cabin fever has set in for you yet. It has for me a little bit. I'm kind of tired of the cold. Kind of tired of looking at snow. And with the snow, it sometimes gets kind of ugly because it gets all churned up by the snow plows and it's all kind of dirty and nasty. It's not always pretty to look at. We long for the warmer months, the warmer weather, flowers poking out of the ground and the grass turning green. And yet, what a gift 
that our readings should hold before us that springtime message of Easter. Even here today, still in the middle of the epiphany season, we haven't even got to Lent yet. It's still a couple weeks away, beginning of March. We're still not even in Lent, and yet we have this message that Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. Now, I hope each of you know enough by now to know that that, of course, is not just a message meant for Easter morning or even the Easter season. That is a message meant for every season. That is a message meant for right now. That Jesus Christ is risen from the grave. And because he is risen from the grave, that means there is a resurrection of the dead. And because there is a resurrection of the dead, our preaching is not useless and our faith is not a waste of time. Christ Jesus lives. And the early church in St. Paul's day, when he wrote 1 Corinthians, understood that that message was everything. Because if Jesus had died and stayed dead, what would that have meant for their message? What would have meant for their following of him? That he should go and die, and that was it. The end of the story. That's not a very good end to the story, is it? No! The church understood that the resurrection of Jesus from the dead was the most important thing that there was. We read in the book of Acts how St. Paul with St. Luke, it says they gathered together to break bread on the first day of the week. Acts 20 verse 7 says Paul talked with the people intending to depart on the next day but he prolonged his speech until midnight. Can you imagine that? A sermon that goes on until midnight? God grant you guys don't get that today, right? Miss the Super Bowl. But who can blame Paul when you have a message like Jesus being risen from the dead? And that's why they gathered on the first day of the week. Why they broke bread together, which in Luke's words is a reference to Holy Communion. Even in the time of Paul himself, the Christians had this pattern of worshiping on the first day of the week, Sunday. St. John in the book of Revelation calls it the Lord's Day. The church, throughout its history, made a little shift to the worship of God's people. Instead of gathering on Saturdays, as was commanded to the Jews, and before that the Israelites, they knew that Jesus, having fulfilled the Old Testament Sabbath, freed them to worship whenever they saw fit. And so the church began the custom of worshiping on Sunday, the Lord's Day, the day of resurrection and new life. Every Sunday to the early Christians was to be a reminder of Easter, that Jesus is risen from the dead. And that's why 
You and I are here this morning. No matter how bitterly cold the temperatures, no matter what is swirling around us and going on in the world around us, we, the people of God, the church, we gather on Sunday. It's not that we can't gather on Wednesday. Some do gather on Wednesday. It's not that we can't still gather on Sunday like the saints of the Old Testament. In some churches, they do gather on Saturday as well. But you, dear Christians, are meant to remember whether you're here on Sunday morning, Wednesday night, or any time in between, when you come into the house of the Lord, remember that your Lord Jesus Christ lives. Not just spiritually, not just the memory of him, but his body that was laid into the tomb now lives. And because... He lives. We live. Because he lives, death, our enemy, has been defeated. And the grave, though they put us into the grave, that grave can't hold us, can't keep us there. We stay there maybe for a short time. Short in the eyes of eternity, at least. For we will live forever with our risen Lord Jesus and with the Father and with all the company of heaven. It's that sort of reversal of things that led Jesus to say the sort of things he said in his sermon in our gospel from Luke chapter 6. Blessed are the poor, for yours is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when you grieve, when you hurt. For you shall see your reward in heaven. Blessed are you, no matter what the circumstance, no matter where you find yourself right now, No matter how Satan attacks you, either within you or outside of you, no matter how he comes after you, he cannot undo that Jesus is risen from the dead. It's done. The victory is won. So now the challenge is before us, dear Christians, To live as though Jesus lives. To live as though we will live. Because while the world around us is terrified of death and will do what it can to stave off death at any cost, we know Death has been swallowed up in victory. Paul writes later in 1 Corinthians 15, Death has been swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, grave, where is your sting? How much does that, how much for us does that change everything? That Jesus lives, and because he lives, we will live. 
We often talk as Christians about one day we'll die and we'll go to heaven. I'm sorry, but that's such a woefully underwhelming way to talk about what awaits us for eternity. We just said the Apostles' Creed this morning. What do we confess awaits us in the Apostles' Creed? What has the church for the last 2,000 years said awaits us? The resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. Life that lasts forever, where dead bodies are raised to live again because Jesus lives again. You see, dear children of the Heavenly Father, it is good and right and fitting to celebrate Easter all the time. In every season, in every circumstance, to take comfort in the good news that Jesus lives in the face of death. And because he lives, our preaching is not in vain, and neither is our faith. Our faith, our trust, our hope, our confidence is a precious, priceless gift. All because Jesus lives, and we shall live. All because we have reason to celebrate Easter all of the time. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.